0: Welcome back. I'm Zerlin Deary. I'm a licensed and board certified massage therapist and educator. I have over 30 years of professional experience and it's been amazing. I want you to have some amazing experiences too. So remember, the future is in your hands. It is not too soon to think about what you want to do. You can start making plans. Just... Start looking in your mind's eye and seeing, what's this going to look like? Please don't wait until you finish massage school or license to start figuring this out. If you can start now, before you ever go to massage school, you're going to be better prepared. During this episode, we're going to explore what kind of massage you may want to practice, where you want to practice, and who you may want to work with. When I say things like kind of massage, ah, some people think it's just spa, sports, or clinical, or medical. There's just so much more. And it's good to start now getting some clarity on these so that you can really compare curriculums and programs and choose the best for yourself. It's also good to understand what's being communicated to you, whether that's in writing, on the phone, or in person. It can be a little confusing, this big profession we're in. So I'm wondering, have you already thought about specializing? Some people really like it. Some people find they really have an affinity for a specific type of massage therapy, or a specific type of people they like to work with and yet sometimes it takes a while to really get in the groove and decide where you want to be or if you want to specialize. It's all okay. It's just good to start thinking about it now. It's going to help you grasp and understand what those catalogs and curriculums are saying about the school or training. Now. Understand, every school or program is going to have some of the same foundational courses. Please don't think that if you decide to specialize in any area, you need less of something, especially the basics, especially science. I've actually heard people say, I'm going to work in a spa. I don't need all that science. Hmm. They might even say, I'm going to work at a gym. I'm just going to be working with healthy people, so I really don't need to know all that. You know what? There are people that are completely healthy, even very athletic, and they have a very serious condition, or they survived a serious illness or trauma. And this could affect how a massage therapist may need to adjust their work to be safe and effective with this person. In fact, the majority of clients at any spa or gym may seem so healthy. Some therapists may let their guard down a bit. And not think to do as thorough of an intake. And the flip side of that, some of the clients' perspective is that they're at the spa or the gym. They're not at the clinic. So they may think they're not going to need to inform the therapist about their health history. Because that's not what they're focusing on. Maybe they're just relaxing today. Maybe they're just getting an after-workout massage. And they don't understand the depth and breadth of our work. But it's okay. We're going to be learning better and how we can be better therapists and help get these clients in communication and make every session safe and effective no matter what. Also, no matter where you're at, you're doing good work. If somebody appreciates you. They may want to tell others and they might want you to work with someone they know where they're related to. And that person may not be the picture of health. That person may have some very serious things or even contraindications. You're going to need to have a plan for this. If you're working for someone else, you may have no choice. And so when you're getting jobs and talking to employers, you may talk to them about things like that. You know, do I have a choice who I work with? Are you going to require me to have X amount of training before I work with this group. But if you're working for yourself, you're working for yourself. You may have to think very carefully about if you're going to work with someone, if you're capable, if you're competent, or if you need to refer someone to another therapist. We want to make sure that every person gets the best therapist that has the best skills to work with them. So please, don't pick a school or program because it's the easiest the cheapest or the fastest Hmm. yeah some of the most challenging topics can still be more interesting with a great instructor i just have a feeling that somewhere there's an anatomy professor in a massage school that can juggle carpal bones I know more than one that have some incredibly fun ways to teach classical sciences. And so please don't be afraid of science. But here's some questions that you could ask about that sciences part of the curriculum. How much of these hours is lecture? Are there any activities or hands-on portions with this? How much homework or extra reading should I expect to do with this section? Tell me what the instructor is like. Over the years, massage therapy curriculums have changed dramatically. There were places and times that people just hung out a shingle and started doing it, and others where they just apprenticed with someone else and never went to school. There were even mail-order courses that were surprisingly comprehensive. But as more school programs and regulation increased, so did the educational offerings. And while once upon a time people could go to school, study basic massage and science, and then the numbers of hours and classes increased. One way to look at the massage and hands-on skills is to start considering how they're identified In a curriculum. Here's some different ways you may see things identified. If something says modality or technique, this is going to be defined by a specific thing that's done. You know, usually done with the hands but you know sometimes arms and elbows and everything else. Sometimes it has to do with depth or pressure. It's just a technique. This is how we do it. Other times you'll see things defined by a demographic. Now this would be like clients or conditions. This is where things like elderly, prenatal, oncology, sports, spa end up. When we talk about cultural, it's defined by an ethnic group, a culture, or a geographical area. A closer look at modalities and techniques could be called Therapeutic massage, classical massage, massage therapy, or Swedish massage. This is where you learn the basic strokes. This is where you start creating a massage session. Not a massage session that you're going to do the same one forever. Please don't do that. But, you know, you start finding your way around the bodies and your way around a session. And you need these basic things to do this. So please don't think it is the least important. This is the most important in some respects. You need to be able to perform these very basic skills very well in order to master the advanced ones. You know, there are some people that are like, oh, I don't care about this massage massage or this relaxation massage. I just want to go do the advanced stuff. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't learn the basic skills very, very well, you're not going to do the advanced stuff very, very well. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Walk, then run. A lot of schools and programs include introductions, and sometimes they even call it a comprehensive class on a specific modality or technique, such as on-site chair massage, deep tissue, fascial Myofascial approaches, muscle energy techniques, active isolated stretching, neuromuscular therapy, trigger point therapy, cranial sacral, spa treatments, hot and cold stone, just to name a few. And yes, there could be many, many, many more. So the number of different modalities and techniques and how much time spent doesn't always guarantee a better program. One could have a bunch of them, but only spend a very little time on each one. So you really don't get to learn to do it well. It really is just an introduction. Sometimes that's great because then after you graduate, you think, oh, I really like that. I'm going to go take a continuing education course in it so that I can really do it. But some programs could include the their favorite things, or These are the two or three things we're going to spend a lot of time on, and you might not dig it. It might not be your cup of tea, and that's okay. So, one of the things you may be comparing later is how many of these are in the curriculum, how many hours are spent in the classroom learning them, and maybe even what are they? Where would I do these? Who's the instructor's? We think it's very good to see more demographic-type skills included in foundational massage training. These are things that are defined by clients or conditions. Like I said, sports massage, pregnancy, geriatric, even oncology. It's good because a huge number of places that would hire a newly graduated massage therapist may expect them to be able to work with people in all of these areas. Even massage therapists who've been in practice for many years, in private practice, can be surprised that despite everything they've advertised, have on their website, included in all their marketing materials, people will show up on their table and expect something else entirely different. People sometimes think that since you're a massage therapist, you can do it all. Hmm, maybe not there can be a serious disconnect between the schools and programs and some of the places that may hire a massage therapist. And unfortunately, when it comes to demographic-type skills, most of these require more hours or more comprehensive training than is included in most massage programs in order for a massage therapist to be able to work with that specific demographic competently, safely, and effectively. You know, one time I had somebody show up that wanted to work in my group practice. They were a brand new graduate. They graduated a week before. I don't have a problem with that. I was really excited and thrilled to hire somebody to come work with me that was brand spanking new. This was wonderful. I was so happy to give them this opportunity. And I explained to them, you know, you're in a supported environment. All the other massage therapists have years of experience. We have different things we specialize in. Some of us have different things that we also teach. And then I kind of got a shocker because they said, oh, that's okay. I actually don't need to learn anything else. I'm already certified in everything. Wow. So I just asked, what is the everything you're certified in? And they said they were certified in sports, spa, pregnancy, deep tissue, myofascial release, lymphatic, reflexology, and oncology. I was stunned. (laughs) This is a 600-hour program they came from. Wow. So when I started drilling down and asking how many hours the program was, how many hours each of these were on the transcripts. I at least had the opportunity to show them how many hours massage therapists could spend on average in a continuing education course for this to prepare to be safe, effective, and completely competent. They quickly understood that four hours of prenatal massage and a friend that was pregnant might not translate to certification. There will be another podcast about continuing education, certificates and certification down the road. In the meantime, you know, just ask how many hours. What are we doing? Who's teaching it? And let's look at an area of massage therapy and bodywork practices that could be cultural these can be defined by an ethnic group, a culture, or a geographical area. Sometimes people think Swedish massage is cultural, and yet it's the most basic type of massage. And Russian massage therapy can be quite complex and different. You may also see things like acupressure, lomi lomi, shiatsu, ayurveda, jinshin jitsu. Zen shiatsu, shiatsu, five element shiatsu. These are just a few. There could be a whole lot of these. One of the things that traditionally is that shiatsu and Tai were done on mats on the floor or the ground in the dirt. Lomi Lomi may have been on the sand on the beach, but not every therapist understand this but also a lot of them only learn to do these things on the table now. So there's going to be a little division here because there are going to be people that are completely devoted to this one thing and it needs to be on the floor or it's no good. That's their attitude. That's their belief. That's okay. That's how they can do that. And there are others that feel like that they have learned competently and spent a lot of time and they can do some of these things on the table. When it comes down to it we're all working with humans and so once again think about how much time is spent, who's teaching it, what their background is, how do they practice it. There can also be some things included in curriculums that might not even be massage therapy a little warning is if you see too many things or too many hours that are things that are not massage therapy. Things like muscle taping, kinesio taping, cupping, animal massage, aromatherapy, energy work, healing touch, movement education, meditation. I know it sounds like a scary family feud question doesn't it? (laughs) Oh well. There are things included in courses that may not be massage therapy, and that's okay. You know, let's look at what your interest is, but also understand when there's too many things included in these programs that may be taking away from the hands on massage therapy training, and that could affect your expertise. I do like to see things like business and ethics that are incredibly important. So please don't be frustrated if you see this. Be more concerned if you don't see business and ethics on a curriculum. So here's your next task, and it's going to help you more than you realize. You're going to start looking at schools, programs, catalogs, curriculums. But first, just go on the internet and start looking at massage therapy, schools, and programs, and... Consider, compare how much is the same, how much is different. Make notes of how many hours are spent in modalities and techniques, demographic topics, or cultural practices. And understand, some schools and programs never put their curriculum or specific program information online. Others put it all out there. The concern is that some don't want others copying them, or they may be in a process of upgrading it, and that happens sometimes every year. Some will say you have to come in person to meet with them and then get a copy of it. Hmm, okay. In most cases, they may want you there in person because they're going to sign you up for the program, no matter what. I just want to remind you, Your assignment is not to sign up for a program yet. Your assignment is to go online and find these, or if you can get a copy of it sent to you, or if you can go in person and pick up a copy, please do not register enroll your first trip to any massage school. That's their goal, is to get you signed in, get you enrolled. Sorry, it's true. And you're going to have to visit some places sooner or later. So understand, you're just gathering information. You're gathering information so you have the information to look over, digest, compare. So if you make contact and you give a massage therapy school or program your information, such as your phone number, your email address, or your home address, Keep track of how much, how often, and how many different people contact you. And please do not enroll yet. <laughs> Some people just keep like a ongoing hashtag on the side of who contacted them and how often. The number of contacts in a very short period of time could be a sign of desperation. But it could also be a sign that they're in the process of closing a class enrollment. So pay attention to some of these situations. If they don't have a catalog or curriculum online and they do not have anything that they're willing to allow you to take home in a hard copy, I don't know what I would do. I think I would just walk away. It's kind of concerning. So look at what information they can give you. And that doesn't mean you don't go there. It's just, it's kind of a red flag. So be cautious with it. And think about and look closely when they send things in contact with you afterwards. Be very aware that massage therapy schools and training programs shouldn't make unrealistic promises. Things like, our graduates can be licensed and work in any state. Hmm. Our graduates are most likely to be hired by a hospital. There's such a shortage of massage therapists and so many jobs out there. Our therapists, graduates, always get the best jobs. Hmm. Not necessarily a good sign. But also, be very cautious if they use somewhat manipulative language or language that doesn't even sound like massage school. Things like this. You're going to feel so much better about yourself if you go to our school. This training is going to improve your whole life and all of your relationships. You are going to get to experience an an accelerated spiritual growth during this massage therapy training. Maybe that's what you're looking for, but maybe not. I would also ask you to listen for what I would consider hard cell language. Some of this may be true. Some of it may not. I've only got one or two spots left in the next class. We have a deadline very soon. I need your commitment now to save your space. They may need a commitment today to guarantee your space in the class or they may need a commitment today before you leave, or the price might rise. Hmm. We're going to be raising our prices very soon, so I really recommend you enroll now. We usually start a class every six or eight weeks, but we're planning on taking a break, so you should really get enrolled for this class. All of this language could be concerning. Every once in a while, it could actually be true and valid. But many times, it's merely hard sell language to get you to register and enroll before you leave. I want you to have time to look at things. I want you to have time to consider things. When you look at these curriculums and catalogs, pay attention to how many classes they have a year. Ask if you'll be starting a class with a group of people that are all starting class at the same time with you, or if maybe others will be joining a class in progress, or are you gonna be joining a class in progress? Once in a while, you may hear the term rolling admissions or rolling enrollment. Now, this isn't the same as a university where rolling admissions means you have a more flexible time period to apply for admission to the university at a massage school or program. It could mean you would be learning deep tissue massage before you had an anatomy class. Now, as an instructor, this isn't a daunting thought. You can call me old school, but I truly believe that massage therapists have a better chance at being successful in school. If they learn things in a sequence that supports and builds levels of skills and helps compound the knowledge this is serious and challenging work so please make certain you look at how many total hours the program is make certain that this matches or exceeds what you're going to need to be licensed where you want to practice how long is it going to take you to complete this How many days or evenings a week are the classes scheduled? How many hours a day are you in class? What times are the class hours? Are there day and evening classes? Is there full-time and part-time classes scheduled? Are there any classes on the weekends? Are weekend classes required? If there are day and evening classes or weekend classes and you miss a class, can you go to another class to make that up? Is there any homework? And if so, how much? Is there a clinical practicum or clinical experience? How many hours is that? Is it hours or is it number of sessions? And when is that done? Is that done while you're in school or when you finish classes? And is it completed at a school clinic or is it done elsewhere? When you start getting this information, it's going to start fleshing out for you. You're going to start, you know, kind of getting a sense of the shape of things to come and get a sense of how this is going to fit in with or affect your current life, your current job and your family. Now, I'm not trying to say that every perfect fit will not affect your life, job, or family. I'm saying pay attention now. Plan now. Explore all the what-ifs before you get enrolled and moving along. And, you know, look at your options. Because it can affect your life, job, or family. Some people have no options. They have to go to the closest school or program. They... Maybe married or partnered. They may have kids or a home or family that they need to stay close to. They may have a job that they really want to keep. But other people can be flexible. Who are you? What if you found something somewhere else that just really spoke to you? Would you be able to wait? Would you be willing to relocate? Could you save up for it? Could you find another job? Is it not that much farther? Is it a reasonable commute? These are all things you should think about, and I do encourage you to talk to your family about it as well. Another thing I want to think about and talk to you about is that I am so very thankful that more and more massage therapy schools and programs are including and even focusing on massage therapy as healthcare. Unfortunately, there's a great lack of consistency when this happens. What is healthcare massage or medical massage? What does it include? And you know, honestly, I just not really in with the medical massage thing because it's inconsistent. Some people use it as an identifier or as marketing. Some people say they're medical massage therapists. Well, honestly, this creates more division in our profession. And right when we need more unity, this also kind of creates a we're better than. We're going to go to school. We're all going to learn the same thing. We need to really have more consistency here. We are massage therapists. Massage therapy is health care. So, If a massage therapy school or program is communicating they're going to be teaching medical massage or healthcare massage in their curriculum, it could be a wonderful thing. Or it could just be marketing language. The important things to ask here is, who is teaching this? Are these instructors that currently work in healthcare or have experience working in hospitals and healthcare environments? And how did they do that? Did they actually work in these places as massage therapists? Hmm. And is there a clinical practicum that takes place in a hospital or healthcare environment? And if so, what kind? Is it in a hospital or is it a health club at the hospital? Are they telling you you're going to get experience doing your clinical in a rehabilitation environment? well, what does that mean? Where is that? Is that with a physical therapy clinic or a chiropractic clinic? It's really good to know these things. And you also should be asking if you need to get vaccinations or proof of vaccinations and shots before starting school. These things could be required in a healthcare environment. And I know it gets really confusing sometimes when I say oncology massage is a demographic specialty. You know, when I practice oncology massage, I'm going to be working with people that have a cancer diagnosis. They're in treatment for cancer or they're considered a survivor. You know, they're immune compromised. They're medically involved. They made their deductible the first week of the year and I'm going to work with each person very differently, depending on what's going on with them in that moment, what their goals or needs are that session. And every single time they come, I have to check for contraindications. And contraindications doesn't always mean stop or don't do this. Sometimes it means you're going to need to adjust what you're doing or where you're doing it. Some of the modalities and techniques that i may use would be classic massage therapy lymphatic drainage subtle bodywork techniques and many more depending on the things that you learn what i want you to listen to very closely is massage therapy training is a beginning i'm still going to classes and learning over 30 years later and loving it many states and most professional organizations have requirements for continuing education. I want you to be aware of this now so that you understand you're most likely going to need to continue to take classes throughout your career. We become lifelong learners. You don't have to learn everything immediately in massage school. Think about where you can see yourself working. Where have you went to get a massage? Close your eyes And imagine if you can see yourself in that setting. Can you see yourself working in a room or an office space? Can you see yourself traveling or working in people's homes or different locations? It's not too soon to start thinking about this. And also think about who you may want to work with. And when I ask this, I mean who as in, working with as clients and as co-workers. It is really important to consider both. You know, some people are like, I want to work in a place with lots of massage therapists. Or I'm kind of a loner. I don't mind being the only therapist in the bunch or just having one or two of us or having a private practice. Start rolling that stuff around in your brain now. And And get rid of these ideas that only male therapists should be successful in sports massage or only female therapists should be allowed to practice pediatric massage. Hmm. Uh, We've got to stop this stuff. I don't mean to be discriminative, but more cultivated. And I don't want to force massage therapists to do things that they're not comfortable doing, such as, Working with expecting mothers or older people, if that's really what they are not comfortable doing at all. Now, you might want to still learn this in case some of your favorite people get pregnant or grow older and you're still practicing, though. When it comes down to it, every person's size, gender, or expression shouldn't matter one bit when they're on your table. Is your brain full yet? Be careful out there on the internet, looking at massage schools and programs. Next time, I'm going to be talking about some things I wish I knew before I went to massage school. Things I've been shocked to learn people didn't know before they went to massage school. And what your local massage therapist wish you knew before you went to massage school. Until next time, I'm Zerlin Deary. And the future is in your hands. The future is in your hands is a production of and is the intellectual property of Zerlin Deary and Anatriptic Alchemy. We welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors, as long as they're factually based. This podcast represents her own personal opinions based on her education and experience and does not represent the views or opinions of the American Massage Therapy Association, the Society for Oncology Massage, the National Certification Board for Therapeutic Massage and Body Work, the Massage Therapy Foundation, or any other organization or institution. Thank you for listening, and have a nice day.